Welcome to the Lost and Found. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope that the holiday has found you filled with love. Um, I was very moved today um, through a series of conversations, reflections, and family time, etc. And I actually started this day, I'm recording this on Christmas Eve. <laughs> uh, God woke me up around 4 a.m. And typically when that happens, he has a word for me <laughs> and I try to make myself available or through just the realization that hmm, whether it was a dream or something I was moved, something moves in me, my spirit moves me to write. And so I wrote uh, a piece uh, which is entitled A Light Has Dawned. So I want to begin by sharing what came um through me this morning season of birth season of earth's emancipation season of lights season of fights and regaining patience season of snow hopes gifts and divine presence season of spirits lifted from smiles of little children season of resolution changes renewed vision season of less speech and more listen season of truth season of you season of unity Prophecies from poverty, trees in seed form, the good news is I can see the star rising to great heights in our lives, if only we'd receive it. God is truly with us. I pray that you believe it. A piece was entitled, A Light Has Dawned. It has dawned on me that we have lost sight of the very reason for the season. As we huddle, holler, gather, and gift each other, we must remain ever mindful of the origin of this time, of the focus. If we fail to look back and look deep enough within our lives and testimonies, we may very well proceed as hollow and shallow servants of the Most High God. There is, at the core of our celebration, a spirit that flows and blows through the breeze of these winter winds. Here in Chicago, at least. <laughs> no matter the weather or where you are, when Christmas time comes near, the world inevitably is breached by this Christmas cheer. I received a text message uh, today that said, Merry Xmas. And I must admit that I was thrown off. <laughs> um, I didn't say anything about it. I just responded with Merry Christmas Eve. Um, but that really threw me off. Um, I saw it with what felt like new eyes that Christ was taken out of Christmas and unfortunately, this text was simply telling the tale of the times we're living in when we press ourselves into spending more money than moments of intimacy, flexing uh, in other areas that are irrelevant or aesthetically pleasing for followers when we should be flexing our faith and praising in the name, really praising the name of Santa more than we do 
our savior. So I went and did my research on Xmas and where this whole concept came from, because I've heard it before. Um, but it says that Xmas is a common abbreviation of the word Christmas. Uh, it derives the X comes from the Greek letter Chi, which is the first letter in the Greek word Christos, which in English is Christ. And this source in particular says there's a common misconception that the word Xmas stems from a secularizing tendency to de-emphasize the religious tradition of Christmas by taking the Christ out of Christmas. Nevertheless, the term's usage dates back to the 16th century, corresponds with da 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 I hear that. I don't feel like Christ is something rather the danger is when we begin to abbreviate things that actually need to be spelled out. So my issue is our abbreviation is a reflection of the shift in the and the misappropriation of our values inevitably you can say for concision purposes or whatever but when you begin to shorten and abbreviate something I would argue that fundamentally you are diminishing its importance. And when we talk about Christ, the reason this is so important, when it comes to our lives, you cannot skim past this. You cannot diminish the magnitude of who Jesus Christ is. That is my issue with the Xmas piece. So it's about the substance of what our references reflect in practice, which I'll get into. There is an excessive concern for maintaining the culture of capitalism more than there is care for the context of God's immaculate conception. And I've honestly realized this. It has happened so subtly and deceitfully um, in a way that just has lingered its way um, into society, into our lives and in our tradition of celebration. Now, I'm not going to act like I haven't fell into that trap of trying to meet the surface level needs of um, those around me through a desired list of materials and secret Santas, white elephants, whatever you call it. But I will confess that this year I felt a greater sensitivity for 
the deficiencies that remain unnamed and unaddressed during this time. Without God, we are a broken people in need of truth that can expel the lies spoken over our lives, that freeing truth. We need new life, new life in our family dynamics, new life with our friendships. We need a new way of living that helps us deal with the pain and sorrow so widespread in our society. We need a gift. You deserve a gift. And I'm not trying to tell anyone to diminish their expectation on what is possible in their life, but what I'm here to stand in truth on and name is that I feel we have misappropriated and misunderstood where our blessings come from and why they came in the first place. We have lost sight of the real reason for the season, but the good news is a light has dawned. Matthew chapter 4 verse 16 says, The people who live in darkness have seen a great light. And for those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. When we have given up on loved ones and don't even speak anymore or don't even open up to the ones nearest to us, we're living in darkness. When our world is in a war right now and not just children, but people, period, are being killed, murdered in masses, bombed when we have the resources to shelter, feed and honestly, on a basic human level, see people and make them feel seen, but we don't. We're living in darkness. When we work harder to maintain the image of Santa Claus towards children more than we tell them that there's a God who loves them so much that he came to earth and dwelt in flesh and of the spirit, giving us a gift that we did not pay for, we did not labor for, we did not sacrifice for, we did not die for, so that we can be forgiven for all the faults we'll ever commit. That we have a promise of eternal life and salvation through faith. To not name such a thing is deceit. We are keeping people in darkness by not naming the good news. Part of what I realized, though, is that you can't pour what you're not filled with. Because our priority isn't Christ, we can't proclaim with boldness and honestly the word of God over the word of our Christmas list. Now, hear me, it's not that everything's completely all bad. I'm not saying that. There's a misappropriation. It's not to say the existence of the list 
is an issue. I believe that God is so abundant, omnipowerful, omnipresent, so all knowing that he knows exactly what you need and what. Yeah, just what you need to be better, to be filled, to be to have life more abundantly. God knows exactly what you need right now, and he wants to fulfill that. And I believe that through the gift of breath that he's given us, that we have the power to speak um, and to request on our own behalf the things that we would like in our lives. I don't believe that. I'm not saying that that desire, that need, the existence of that need is a bad thing. What I'm saying is we have misappropriated not just the list of our needs and what's actually most important. I think a lot of things that we really need have not made the list. Part of the reason it hasn't made the list is because we don't feel like it's something we can get from people. So you're not going to ask for healing from a person who can't give it to you. Yeah, you can converse with a person and there's uh, reconciliation for our different situations and there's forgiveness and all of that that I think interpersonally is possible. There are things that people can um, offer us in the material and in the, in the physical, but our deeper needs, we know in some facet that they can only be met by God. And our refusal to name those things and to submit those things, to request that unto God and allow this time to be about that. Like a lot of us are, we want money, gift cards and things that look nice, something we could post about. But the things we need to live out the calling on our lives, the things we need to be nourished. Some of us have been fed but not nourished. Some of us are truly deficient. We're all deficient in some areas. And so I hope with this message that we can just get back on track of who we need to be thanking, why we need to be thanking him and what that proper thanksgiving looks like. I'm talking about out of our mouths and in our behavior and in our works as well. So I believe God is calling us closer to him in this season. There's hope. And I know this because I've seen the light. I've seen the light in our willingness and desire to continue to give despite not having it. A lot of us are going out of our way, out of our pockets. <laughs> A lot of the gifts were not in the budget. A lot of stuff is going on the credit card. It's that spirit of sacrificial love. And that's 
God-given. It's from the top down. The only way we can practice it horizontally is because it's been given to us vertically. And so I'm saying that's where the light is. The fact that you want to give is proof that God has given light to you. There is light in you. You are light. The fact that you believe you are even worthy of receiving something great is a testament to a faithful God that says my children are worth that much that I would send my son. So my message today isn't we've got it all wrong. But I'm saying let's be honest. Because in some way, some of us all. That don't make sense. In some way, all of us in some way. Have lost sight. But the good news is we've found the light. We've seen the light. The spirit is around us. The spirit is within us. So let's go be cheerful givers. Know why we give. And consider what a marvelous gift you've been given. I'm not talking about stuff that's just to come. But as the year closes, think about the fact that you made it. And all that's been imparted and given to you simply just to make it here right now. So wherever you are, whenever you're hearing this message, I hope that it finds you well and I hope that you find what you're looking for.